0: Before there was Bo, Brett, or even Barry, there was Pat. Live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, you're listening to The Pat Richter Show with Jim Rutledge and former Wisconsin Athletic Director, Pat Richter.
1: Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with you, live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison studios. We have former Wisconsin Athletic Director Pat Richter on the air right now. I'm trying to find someone was in here before and they messed with my headset. I can't hear myself, so I don't like this at all right now. But Pat, how are you doing today?
2: I can barely hear you myself. Uh, Jim says so somebody <laughs> must have messed up the whole thing, so doing fine, but hopefully we can hear you.
1: Yeah, I got you now, Pat. We're all set. So there's a lot to get into. Hopefully you can hear me a little bit better. I'm a loud talker, so I'm blaming Alex and Molly in the back there for uh, you not being able to hear me. But uh, today, you know, yes, last couple of weeks, we've had so much news breaking, whether it's Bucks Championship or Aaron Rodgers' press conference. It's been kind of throwing off our show. But now we have the opportunity to kind of get into some of the college football news and I wanted to start with uh, what the, what the heck is happening with the Big Twelve and lawyers getting involved between ESPN and the Big Twelve and the SEC and it is uh, and I think the, the ACC now is, might be losing some members. Uh, are we moving towards having maybe two or three, maybe max of four conferences? Are we we probably going to see the death of a conference here, uh, Pat?
2: I would think sooner or later is going to happen, and uh, and maybe what even you know kind of reminds me of what we used to do with some of the sports when you had problems with funding and you wanted to make sure that you had certain sports funded 100 uh, percent and others different sports called tiering and that you might have a you know the power five as it is spoken about today to be that SEC and maybe the Big 10 and uh, and maybe even uh, morph it into a of a like an NFL type situation where you've got 32 teams and uh and play it that way and that that probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world it'd be interesting to see what the the numbers are because right now obviously the the Big Ten uh, draws an awful lot of uh, generated a lot of revenue compared to the others, but now with the talk of the 12-team playoffs, there's money thrown around like it's nickels, and and it's really uh, kind of hard to imagine what's going to happen. But I think that right now, the Big the Big 12 is kind of even view is being pretty weak, and uh, and and kind of tough to sell that one. And they're talking about the Big 12. It being uh, maybe it morphed into uh, the Pac-12. Uh, I don't know if there's any appetite to do that, but the fact is is that most of them won't want to leave themselves out on the outside looking in and be in a 12-team conference versus you know, a, a 20-team or whatever it might be. I think that people are going to have to get used to that. I, I think that the Pac-12 and the Big 12, you know, I think that the, the success has been modest in most, both you know, I think when the Nebraska left the Big 12, that was a difficult situation. And now with Texas and Oklahoma, you know, the thing that makes it uh, very kind of exciting and interesting, I think, from the standpoint of the spectators and the fans is the, this whole inv- involvement of ESPN. I don't think anybody in the world should be surprised that that they are the ones that are talking about uh, maybe realignment and things like this and looking at it from the perspective of a of, uh, of An owner, so to speak, in terms of what's going to be the best t- for television, because the monies are so huge and everything is uh, so great. And then with NIL and then in the name, image, likeness, and things like that, they're kind of looking at this as kind of the breakthrough, I think, for, in terms of making a big super conference. But I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised at anything. I think that you know you, you'd almost have a, like a situation where you have the top teams that have been proven to be in-and-out uh, successful teams, and those that are not, and maybe you have a like a, an A and a B tier, you know, you have to work your way up into the other tier, almost like a soccer arrangement. So I think that this is going to put a lot of the creative heads together and come up with something interesting. But right now it seems like you're kind of like a, uh, a dead whale in the water here with a feeding frenzy because everybody's <laughs> going t- to pick up the bad warts that you've got the, the spots on yourself and and look, kind of forget about the downplay the, the successful things and try to get, a, get in on the cheap, but try to keep you out in some respects because you're not a good enough at this point.
1: This is the Pat Richter Show, brought to you in part by Simden Chevy in Mount Horb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horb. I had a better buying experience there recently got a Silverado updated from the Colorado there, so uh, recommend there if you're in the market for a new uh, Chevy truck, whether it's a Silverado, Colorado, check out the guys at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience. Uh, Pat, though, I wanted to kind of follow up with this, that people are freaking out that this is going to ruin college football, and I want to get to the uh, name and likeness stuff a little bit later in the show. I want to focus more on this conference uh, and everything going on with this, but I mean, this probably has a positive effect on the Big Ten, but I also am curious of what happens with these regional networks. Is this good or bad for those regional networks as far as like the Big Ten network or the SEC network? I mean, the SEC has it easier because it lives within ESPN, so there's content and overall national sales that can be looped into ESPN and include SEC as part of it. Big Ten network, um, does that spread out? Is that still... Is that still possible? Does Bally's get involved? I mean, there's a lot of TV uh, involved in here. If these conferences are going to be realigning, they're almost all going to have to have their own sort of network.
2: Yeah, you really bring up a, an interesting uh, question in terms of you know Fox with the Big Ten and sort of Carvalds with respect to ESPN and ABC and and Bally and Peacock. You, you kind of got a peek under the tent here with respect to the Olympics and showing some of the basketball, I guess most of the basketball on uh, on Peacock, at least in terms of the uh, the first uh, first uh, time it's been aired, and then you have to wait until uh, you know maybe the evening in terms of if it's good enough programming that they'll put it on, but they'll talk as if well the. The basketball team did this this, and such tonight, but if you want to watch it uh, live, which is very difficult to do because of the time change, you'd have to get Peacock. And so there's no question that they've just been kind of uh, pushing a little bit in terms of the envelope, in terms of trying to see how this is all going to play out. But I think that uh, just like anything else, just like Amazon does in their space, you know, ESPN is still a big gorilla in their own space, and it'll be interesting to see if they can maybe – they may get a bit, uh, shut down a little bit in terms of the, uh, the Pac-12, the Big 12, in terms of Bob Bolsey. Bob's a pretty sharp guy. I dealt with him when he was at Iowa in the Big Ten, and he's a very smart guy. And he wouldn't go off uh, half-cocked on something like this. And so it'll be interesting to see what the, they'll use that for, whether it's a bargaining chip or not. But I think certainly it's going to be a big race in terms of... You know, to start to see in terms of what the uh, arrangements are for the future and when this this whole thing can take place, and I I, I just don't think that the uh, you know one one company one large organization can be able to pull it all together. And you saw what happened in the NFL in terms of some of the things that are going into streaming and things like that. And and it's it's I think in that respect that's going to be uh, the real problems of everything. But that's something we've gone. I think we've been kind of headed towards for a long time, and so uh, uh, for those that maybe are, are thinking that this is going to be the death knell of football and things like that, I think it's, it's a little bit too little, too late type of situation because uh, it's been a long time in coming. We've been talking about realignment since uh, Penn State came in in uh, 1990, and uh, and so this is uh, this is not something new. It's just a lot of creative heads getting together to find out what the best arrangement is going to be. And, how they can come out
1: on top. And we're talking with Pat Richter live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. I also wanted to, uh, Pat, as we kind of change gears here, we'll save the name and likeness for next segment here. I wanted to talk to you about the Alando Tucker situation with the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, obviously, the first story came out with leaked audio that was edited uh, that put great guard in a bad light. They kind of, uh, for lack of a better words, seemed almost like a, a kind of a hit piece on great guard. Then the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel looks like they basically quoted a bunch of unnamed sources around the University of Wisconsin and got their side of the story, and they wrote a hit piece against Alando Tucker. And now Alondo has come out and said this is all false. This has all gotten way out of proportion. People are assuming things that aren't true, and people are harassing me and my family. It needs to stop. So, Pat, on the, on the big picture of this, it just it's sad. It's sad that it's come to this where Alando Tucker, I think, um, had a a good path at Wisconsin and then it started to go sideways as he tried to help out after Howard Moore uh, had his tragic uh, accident and with his family and everything and Tucker served a role. And then I don't need to get into who did what, but somewhere along the way it went off the rails and it's, it's just unfortunate that uh, this star player and this person who was having a nice career inside the UW athletic department, uh, it all fell apart.
2: Yeah. I mean, it really, uh, you like to, Think of you know the person that we knew and whatever in terms of Alando Tucker and what he did for the university and the great person that he was and and is uh, today and uh, the saying that just finds it hard to believe to do something like that it just is too obvious it's not something you're going to keep secret for sure and, and it just doesn't seem it seems out of character in, in that respect but also you've got other people that are talking in terms of what they're saying and things like that and I, I guess you know the uh, the the thing that I really feel badly about is the fact that, he, you know, he had, he came back to the university and worked in the capacity in the athletic department, and, uh, and I think that he had a good career there, a good career-headed, certainly at a time when diversity is very, very much important. I think he's, certainly sounds like he's a guy that people could talk to and be, uh, kind of a, uh, confidant and a mentor and things like this in terms of uh, some of the things we're seeing in the Olympics with Simone Biles and, and others in terms of uh, in, you know, mental health and this is something that's big in the in the, uh, in the college ranks today and not that he's a psychologist or anything like that but certainly just from the standpoint of talking and trying to iron things out uh, there's a value there and it's really sad, I mean it's sad on a lot of parts I mean it certainly does some things that open up the 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 look at the tent in terms of the basketball and things like this, and what's right, you know, what's, what's true and what's not true, and uh, you know the people that are going to be saying that uh, all this mess is true and whatever are going to be the people recruiting against. So it really is is unfortunate because uh, nobody's going to come out ahead in this game and in this uh, situation, and that's what's sad about this. And uh, I, all I can say is that you know it just doesn't. That doesn't sound like the Solano Tucker that we knew back when I was around the university as much as I was and uh and it's just sad that it's gotten this far and, uh, and kind of you know just unsubstantiated it's by rumors it's by people not willing to talk and uh and he seems like he's stepped a little bit further out, and hopefully that's the case
1: yeah, um you know he's denying it for what it it's his worth and and hopefully this all just kind of. Fades away. Uh, there, I'm sure there was star grapes and different stories of you know why he wasn't brought back, and uh, he's got his side of it, and the Badgers have their side of it, and uh, unquestionably though, because nobody's denying the players had some concerns with how Guard was coaching; those things were real. So Guard's got a lot on his plate. This team's got a lot on their plate. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, as we get a closer to Badger basketball season. But I want to take a break here. I want to talk about some of the name and likeness things coming up next, including a high school football player skipped out of his senior year to start cashing in at Ohio State. It is it is wild, and uh, Pat, I just feel like the NCAA uh, hasn't really done anything to put in place to make sure these kids are being protected, which I think that was part of the point of the NCAA. We'll hit on that on the other side of it. This is the Pat Richter Show. We're on ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man.
0: We're on the Packers.
1: Quarterback is critical. That's why we're talking about it all the time.
0: Because we're on Wisconsin Sports.
1: You can't win big time in this league if you don't have that
0: guy. Nobody covers the green and gold like 100.5 ESPN. Dr. Schwab is a. I forget that I had given
3: her an extra key.
4: All this time she was standing there. She never took her eyes off me. Oh, you're playing on my last Welcome back
1: to the Pat Richter Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with you, live from the Park Bank, ESPN, Madison studios. We are brought to you in part by J&K Security Solutions. If you need to protect your home or business, there's only one call to make, and that's the J&K Security Solutions. At J&K, they work hard to protect the things that matter most in your life. For more information, call to 799 or visit jksecurity.com. Uh, Jim Lodge alongside former athletic director Pat Richter and and Pat I wanted to get uh your thoughts on on how the name and likeness I- is going and if anything kind of has uh stood out to you uh early on as far as um the news and whether it's with the Badgers or uh over, you know just overall or, or just what are your thoughts so far how the name and likeness is going
2: well, I'll tell you what Jim I think that it's it's far out uh outpaced the the levels that I would even imagine yeah. i mean I don't know that anybody I suppose people that are close to it and people that are in the space that are that are trying to get athletes to be represented or whatever knew that it'd be big, but I mean, the money is just tossing it. it's just crazy stuff i mean here, here for years and years i mean century almost that the NCAA is trying to make it amateurism the hallmark of what they do and in terms of, of uh, pay for play type of thing. Absolutely no way it's going to happen. Uh, the things that happened to Ohio State where they could sell their memorabilia and things like this, and people get punished for that and, and severely punished for a matter. And then all of a sudden we just flip the switch in one Say six month, 8 month, ten month period, and all of a sudden we've got something that's it can't be described any other way other than a big mess. I mean, I think that this just is 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 so out of out of what the ordinary what it could be in terms of on the level playing field. It just seems like it's crazy. I mean, to have a youngster that's coming out of high school, you know, skip part of his year, maybe graduate early, try to be a gray shirt. Uh, n- not even uh, not even thinking about uh, the uh, the ramifications, and then sign for some kind of extraordinary money. Yeah,
1: you're talking about uh, the top quarterback out of the country, Quinn uh, Ewers, uh, who's going to Ohio State, and he said his decision to leave is based off of the rules in Texas, which do not allow athletes to get paid uh, anything. So he's going to you um, only had one class to complete his. His, college, his high school degree, so he's going to do that, skip his senior year, and go play at Ohio State because of uh, the name and likeness and the rules that some of these states have in place re- regarding high school athletes.
2: Yeah, and you can imagine what the action is going on in the legislature today. I mean, they're, they're making rules changing, things like this. It's all turned to political. That's why a lot of discussion that you see is talked about wanting to get the federal government involved and, and to regulate everything and you know that's just is way out of line as far as I'm concerned. They've proved that they could run anything, let alone something as complicated as this <laughs> and as specific as this. And I, I mean, I think that the the Ohio State's and it's going to be a separation. And as we talked about earlier, in terms of uh, the types of leagues that come up and things like this, I mean it's going to be it's going to be a joke in terms of trying to get a, a victory out of a certain part of a of the system that's got maybe the, the Wisconsin. The, let's just put Wisconsin in there. It's Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Uh, who else has got the catch? Nebraska, maybe things like this, maybe six teams. I mean, how are you going to schedule this, this program and how are things going to happen in terms of what's going on? And it's going to be just, you talk about an arms race. I mean, I can't imagine that there's going to be anything more more devastating than the way that these things are going to happen in terms of it used to be you know we used to have what we call a car club, and uh, somebody would uh put a give a car to the university to use they could use it with the coaches and things like this, and then they be a support they get credit for that and the contributions and uh and sometimes they would pay money and then you'd lease it back and things like this and that was normal that was a, really a nice thing to do for the standpoint of the the, uh, the staff had helped the department out and things like this. Now you can drip that down into the the kid, the kids, and the playing like this, and they'll be driving cars bigger than the coaches, and that's <laughs> uh, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a crazy thing. I still think there's a way that this could be a real problem with respect to the the team aspect of things. I mean, there's so much public. I mean, do you think this kids coming in is going to be uh, uh, be well grounded and Coming into a place like Ohio State, I mean, he at this point he's getting all this publicity and things like this. He's not the best guy that's ever come to Ohio State, and, and that's going to be a real issue in terms of trying to adjust to that, uh, that kind of notoriety in terms of having players of Archie Griffin's caliber and things like this that have preceded you, and then you walk in with some million-dollar-type uh, portfolio with respect to NIL. I mean, it can't be anything but a little real mess in terms of the institutions, and the relationship, and trying to keep the team together, and and everybody doing their part. And when things are, I mean, if some guys may want to spread it around and say, "Okay, I'm gonna," like we mentioned before, "I'm gonna give you my my uh, my line with who's going to someone who's gonna get some of this money that I've got or representation. I'm gonna do it out of the money I get, and just to keep a little peace in the family, so to speak." In some places, they're not going to do that, and what kind of friction does that create? I think it's just going to make itself known and more transferring and things like this, which is going to make it even worse.
1: Well, and I guess I'll ask this part. I mean, what uh, you kind of touched on it. This is just kind of a a free for all right now, and I, I guess I'm I'm disappointed in the in NCAA where the fact that they kind of just wish this would all go away or just try to to like thought they could roll with the status quo and had no plan for how to help forget even manage it manage it, i think it's right has the wrong connotation but just help these athletes put themselves in the right place and 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 talk with the teams about this i know the badgers did like one seminar and there's things to be done but uh there's tax issues there's um agent there's just so many things out there are they being taken advantage of it how does trade work with these athletes all these sorts of things and i don't i don't think any of the schools or the NCAA is prepared to help these athletes because they want it so badly to not have this happen
2: yeah i mean you, the NCAA is is just you know it's kind of the typical what they do they're all reactionary they're made up of all the institutions of, of the 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 schools and things like this that is the NCAA but Mark Emmert is. Uh, every, it seems like everything is, he's done has been reactionary and, and 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 not good in that respect. They've gotten lawsuits against them that they haven't well, haven't won. They, they're talking about things that just you know giving up to the institutions to to deal with it, and that they can't do things like this. There's really no reason for the uh, the NCAA to exist anymore. I don't think. In in that respect, I mean they've they've just got hammered with respect to a report regarding the dif- differentiation of treatment for the men's basketball and, and women's basketball. And then they they said the uh, the, uh, com- the NCAA committees uh, approved that and recommendations to look at it and whatever, and it, which was ridiculous because it was really either black and white. It just said how poorly they've handled it and the, the differentiation of treatment. And that was really... Uh, the crux of the whole uh, uh, study in that regard, so they've got no credibility whatsoever they I mean, certainly the national media would just tear them apart i, I just have just' been disappointed in uh you know there been people in the past past like said Dempsey people like that that uh done a pretty good job but i'm not- sure, impressed with what mark Emmert has done he uh you know he he came out of the institutions he came out of uh, l s u and Washington. Uh and uh and I don't think his track record has been very good and then to go ahead and give him an increase in salary and bump him up and and uh, make for the future, uh wasn't didn't sit well with a lot of people, especially the regulators.
1: And Pat, one more thing here that I want to talk to. Pat Richter, former Wisconsin Athletic Director, this is a Pat Richter show. Is there I don't you're not gonna retroactively change anything, but is there a I know there's been a push for like Reggie Bush getting his Heisman back or you mentioned Ohio State with Maurice Clorette. Obviously, the Badgers with the the shoebox incident. I, I don't I don't know exactly what it is, but there could be at least be a. Uh, I don't know how to work it. Obviously, there's nothing to retroactively fix for the shoebox, but for Reggie, like if we're moving off of this and we're saying, hey, you know what, Th- you know this is how it should be. Maybe the they could retroactively lighten up a little bit on some of the bands. Maybe Michigan can get their banners back. I don't know. I, I think there's some way for the NCAA to just kind of not look so heavy handed.
2: Well, I, I I know what you're saying, but I doubt that they would uh, right. go in that direction because then it would, it would look bad again. Because that, those were the rules that were in place; those were, you have to play by. It's the same as not getting any money or getting uh, you know you yeah. in the NFL in terms of what the pay. Is so I doubt that you get any relief from them. But I do think that the, the that there should be at least an, an explanation, explanation that things like this that happened in the past. These are some of the implications and the ramifications of what happened. And therefore, you know, people should understand that, you know, at the time they did it, don't think that so-and-so was the worst person in the world to do something like that because they were operating under those rules and they knew what the rules were. But now, uh, for whatever reason, whether it's uh, the the public, the social media uh, impact, and, and certainly the courts have gotten a huge play in this whole thing, it's it's a different day, and that's what they have to look at and say, you know, we shouldn't treat Jim Trussell as harsh as he was before in terms of a show of cause of whether he should get back into the institution. I mean, one school fit to put him as a their university president. I think that's what they thought of the NCAA's actions, and so <laughs> I think you're right in that respect. But I wouldn't uh, wouldn't hold any of your breath for it <laughs> waiting to happen.
1: Yeah, well, I I figured that's what you'd say, but. I just, uh, you know, there there really is some heavy-handedness from the NCAA. We'll take a break here. What sounds of the week coming up next, uh, we'll hit on some Packers there, and then we also have uh, the Brewers, uh, who I, th- I think are currently playing. Yes, I I never know. what I thought it was a live game, but then, The game is on in front of you, Jim. Right, but... Usually that says, like, live. It usually says replay. The Olympics is in front of me, too. Is that live or is that uh, on tape? I don't know anymore. The Olympics are throwing me off. I'm
2: waiting for them to rally. Right, yes,
1: I I see this. Uh, This is the Pat Ricker Show, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man.
0: We're on the Packers. Their whole goal on this was, let's get two great years out of Aaron Rodgers, try to run it. Because we're on Wisconsin Sports. And then we can either trade him or not. None of that's changed. Nobody covers the green and gold like 100.5 ESPN.
2: They're talking about things of just, you know, giving up to the institutions to, to deal with it and that they can't do things like this. There's really no reason for the, uh, the NCAA to exist anymore, I don't think, in in that respect.
1: Pat Richter there. This is the Pat Richter Show, 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. We're brought to you in part by Stoughton Health. Dr. Schwab is a board-certified general surgeon who can help with many simple and outpatient procedures to alleviate varicose and spider veins. Visit StoughtonHealth.com to learn more. Stoughton Health created excellence together. Dr. Ravel and his team at Dorothy Team are also there as well. Again, this is the Pat Richter Show. Time now for Sounds of the Week.
0: These are the Sounds of the Week on the Pat Richter Show. Brought to you by Simden Chevrolet and Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience. Well, let's
4: start here. We had uh, former Packers Vice President Andrew Brandt on the jump around yesterday, Pat. And there's a couple interesting things that I took away from that conversation uh, especially this part about how how he recruits players, or recruited rather, players to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Take a listen.
3: Listen, you don't know how many agents and players ask me questions like, are there any black people up there? Yeah. And I would say, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I, besides the players, no. And then they'd say, well, what do they do? What do the guys do? <laughs> wow, <laughs> and I'd have you know, I'd have to go through these answers, and I'd say, "Well, listen, it's going to be like his college town. People wrap themselves around this team like nowhere else. It's all about football, and I can tell you the players come here and love it. You know, those are, that's the kind of speech you have to give because from the outside, I'm sure Aaron goes back to L.A. Like I went back to D.C. Mm-hmm. or Philadelphia or Boston, and people ask. How do you live there?
4: Yeah, Pat. Green Bay isn't Philly. It isn't Boston. It isn't New York. It isn't L.A. It isn't Chicago. What do you take away from Andrew Brandt there?
2: Well, I think he's right on money. I think that uh, certainly, you know, that old old cartoon. I think it was in a New Yorker magazine. The east of the uh, East River, anything west of that is uh, from you skip everything and then get to California. And so <laughs> that's the way people think of it. But I think that the other hand, you know, it, that's why there's been a selective uh, way of bringing in players to the Packers, the Charles Woodsons, the Julius Peppers, the Reggie Whites, people like that, that have had a good career somewhere else and are looking for a chance to be successful and to win and uh, and a way of life. I mean, it's just like with Oscar Robertson, uh, his affinity for the the, uh, the Milwaukee people and uh, what Giannis is going through right now. So you just never know. I think that certainly the paramount thing that most people understand is There's an awful lot of money being thrown around in terms of contracts and things like this. But there's also the thing that the big draw is the chance to win a Super Bowl. That's something you you can't replace uh, with money. And in that respect, that's why you have the success that they do with respect to bringing people in. I think that they've done an awful lot of things. I know we're talking at the board in terms of uh, whether it's food with respect to uh, more from an African-American perspective. uh, cuisine type of situation and with barber shops, things like this, and try to do as much as possible. Because, you know, he's right. There, there's a, there certainly are some African-Americans in that area, but not a lot. In that regard, you know, again, it boils down to a, a period of time. It's like six months. And then all of a sudden, you start throwing the, the money at them and things like that. And And, and they're professionals. And if they want to go somewhere else, they know that they'll they have a chance to be successful and win. And, and Packers, are our organization, they've proven time and time again up until at least this year in terms of the way that they ran the organization and the way things were perceived by the players and why they came and why they wanted to join. And I think that that's, uh, Andrew's right on the target with that one.
1: Yeah, um, and I had joked, Pat, that um, you know Aaron had the look of a guy who doesn't have to live in Green Bay for longer. Now, Andrew did say, once you get there, uh, you can you can appreciate what it is, but heck, it probably helps uh, the Packers' success uh, some as well. Just because, what else are you gonna do but focus on football?
2: Yeah, it is, and I think that that's it does focus you on, on what you want to do. And uh, obviously, it's a different part of the country. It's uh, something that where uh, people don't uh, understand what it's like. I remember the, the Vince Lombardi play and uh, him talking about a uh, possible position with his team out out west and he was thinking about a banking position and his wife said uh, where the hell is it anyway and so she was really on, on, on the button with that one. but I think that there's so many things with respect to big markets that are negative I mean sure if you're a big star in things like this there's a big draw there but you're also got a big uh, uh, lamp on top and light on top of what your performance is and it's not an easy task and so the Packers uh, go about their business and, and do well, and uh, you do well, and you'll have a chance. A number of players that have been there and gone through that that went other places, there's an awful lot of them. You know, the Micah Hyde's the world, of totally. people like that, that uh, flourish in a, in a Packer organization. And so I still think that, uh, you know, Andrew was, uh, was right on that one, but uh, there are some real positives as well, and I think certain people. maybe wouldn't be good here and those people you don't don't, there's other people that would fill the bill
4: bingo love that answer pat i'm from green bay jim doesn't like green bay so it's good to hear you talk a little positive about it unlike uh, my pal jim over there let's stick in green bay though as aaron Rodgers met with the media again today the last time we chatted pat last week was the first time he had chatted with the media in green bay pretty much all offseason he spoke today about how we talked to Jordan Love during the offseason. Take a listen.
5: I definitely hearkened back to that uh, that summer at various times this year and thought about uh, putting myself in his shoes. What's he got to be feeling? Uh, what are his emotions? How is this for him? And then I just reached out. You know, I, I reached out a number of times, check on him, see how he's doing. Uh, he went through an offseason or a, a season last year without uh, uh, you know, his sweetie. She was uh, – she so was over in a different uh, continent, uh, you know, chasing her own dreams. So wanted to check on him, how he's doing personally, and uh, you know, all the all the parts of the relationship, the friendship that are important, um, and also just check in where he's at mentally.
4: So Aaron Rodgers seems like a very good leader in that quote, but I can't get over the fact that he just called Jordan Love's significant other his sweetie. That really caught me off guard. Anyway, Pat. Good leadership, right, by Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't need to mentor Jordan Love, but he's really done a nice job with it, from what I can see.
2: Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, he may or may not have gotten that from Brett when he was around, but it was a different situation. And I think that given what was going on and and up until the time he showed up for camp, uh, it was much, much different, and everybody – uh, he was kind of a bad guy, whatever. But there were things, I think, in many different aspects were, were going on behind the scenes. And I think those are some of the things that are coming out of the forefront now. But again, as we talked about in the last segment, in terms in terms of the Packer organization in Green Bay, these are the kinds of things that you find in an organization like that. And you may not find that at the Jets or the Miami Heat, you know, foot dolphins or someplace like that. But I... It showed that his mind was was also uh, in a different place at one point in time. That he missed a little bit of that camaraderie, and I think that uh, you know, again, it was one of the reasons he came back. And uh, I expect that he'll give him everything he's got.
4: More from Rogers here, Pat, and this is a little bit quicker of one. Only a five-second audio clip. The question was, Aaron, how would you define your relationship with General Manager Brian Gutekunst?
5: Uh, well, I think it's a work in progress for sure.
4: Uh, 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 it's a work in progress. Uh,
2: awkward, but right? great answer. I think it's <laughs> a great answer. I mean, that covers everything. And instead of saying strained, uh, you know, searching for a word to, uh, describe it, I think work in progress is, is great. I mean, I don't think anybody would expect anything else. If, in fact, all sure. things that we're, we're talking about were all true. So in that regard, I think he was right on the button.
4: Yeah, at least he didn't say it was non-existent, right? I mean, at least exactly. it's, it's a work in progress, totally.
2: Uh, Hopefully it's la- work on both sides.
4: Well, exactly. Hopefully. And a time will certainly tell uh, with that. But I want to go back to Andrew Brandt. One more as we rifle through the Rogers audios we've seemingly done just about every week. The last few months, Pat. Uh, Andrew Brandt still holds firm. He does believe the Packers will trade Aaron Rodgers after this season. Here's what he had to say.
3: "Sure, I've said all along, as much as people hate to hear it, they are going to trade Aaron Rodgers next year. I've said it for two years.
4: Now he went on to say that's not from anybody inside there. It's just my opinion. However, he, he's standing firm. He thinks this will be Rodgers' final year in green and yellow. I'm not so positive on that. I, I'm still Holding out hope that twelve will be in Green Bay longer, Pat. Right now, I like to ask you this one. I like to gauge the interest here. August fourth. Where do you think? You think he's gone after this year?
2: I think that uh, I, I don't think that anybody knows. I don't think he knows. I don't think it's uh, Andrew doesn't know. I think it all depends on the way that the season plays out. And I think that there's a lot of dynamics that that go in there. Just like we talked about the phone call in the summer just a minute ago and everything else that going to happen i mean if he if he said that they went to the Super Bowl and whatever, do you think he'd walk no there's no way in the world he's going to walk and uh and I think if if, if the the as the, the scale goes down in terms of the proclivity if we have a great season and whatever and a tougher season and whatever you know the the chances of that happening are probably greater I think be realistic but i think if they have a good season and they they've got, they're really looking towards the the playoffs and things like this i think there's more reason to think he'd to stay than not and i think that the, he would maybe trigger that and i think that the next year after that where he'd be a free agent if he left or whatever then so be it but i think you know i don't know if the packers would uh would trigger the uh the thing with regards to uh uh that season over if unless they were they really were in the dumps, and I think there's more chances of that happening that they're going to have a good season than they're not.
1: And, Pat, I got one for you. It kind of popped up Uh-oh. during this here, so I don't have the audio for Alex. Uh, Alex maybe dig it up play it during the break here, but it's uh, Detroit Lions head coach Dan Campbell uh, told the media today he starts the day with two 40-ounce coffees with two shots of espresso each. So that's eighty ounces of coffee and four shots of espresso
0: every really what day. What I do is I get, I get two venti. I go, to, you know, Starbucks. I get two venti of the pipe with two shots in them. So black eye in both. That's what I come in with. That's how. What's the
1: crazy? I mean, you've been around coaches and players. What's the the craziest amount of caffeine or that's uh, absurd uh, that you've seen someone kind of adjust on a regular basis.
2: I tell you what, I can't really relate to that because I don't drink coffee and I, I, I have caffeine in a soda or something like that, but I've never heard anything like that. My gosh, it seemed like your eyes would be popping out of your head. And, uh, and I think that uh, there's been a couple of coaches, Dan McCarney, you could probably accuse him of taking too much coffee <laughs> because he was worn pretty tight and uh, yet uh, he was able to function well. But I, I don't know if I would admit to all those sorts of things. First of all, it's an awful lot of stuff to put in your body, a yeah. couple of gallons of water and everything else and and uh, coffee but I I think that uh, he's probably looking for a, a name Anderson likeness for a coffee <laughs> commercial I think
1: yeah I, I mean the team doctor's got to knock on his door and be like hey man what are you doing here <laughs> that's like a week's worth of coffee uh, that you're drinking every day <laughs> seven <it's> days <laughs> off the ceiling right yeah it, it, exactly that can't be healthy
4: Hey, Rowdy Taylor has just hit a three-run shot to give the Brewers a 4-2 to lead uh, here in the bottom of the seventh, Pat. I so. saw that. Well,
2: Good it, stuff. He really, he really cranked one up. Uh, we'll take a break. We're getting rowdy.
1: Oh, nice, Alex. Thank you. We'll take a break. We'll talk uh, some Brewers next. This is the Pat
0: Richter Show. We're on a .5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. Your favorite ESPN Wisconsin shows are now available everywhere. Subscribe to your favorite shows free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: if you're going to mock it back there. That I
0: ever knew. There you go.
1: Alex Strofe. I don't care for sugar honey. Good Lord. This is the Pat Richter Show. (laughs) We'll take a break from Alex singing here and tell you about Oak Park Place. They offer seniors and their loved ones peace of mind. Uh, There's no singing by Alex Strofe at Oak Park Place. Find the right balance of care. Uh, centered around your lifestyle move to a community with neighbors that become like family enjoy the comforts of your apartment with an abundance of events just outside your door choose the fit that's right for you from independent living to assisted living memory care and short term rehabilitation Oak Park Place with locations on Madison's east side and the Nicoba neighborhood Jamesville, and Baraboo visit OakParkPlace.com to learn more welcome back to the Pat Richter show and and Pat uh, obviously we got uh, Alex singing back here on the other side of the glass Woo! Because uh, the Brewers are winning some games here, so he's in a good mood. Or They're leading this game 4-2. They lost last night. Uh, Tough one. And, and and Hauser, I will not say he was carrying a no-hitter because I think you got to get to the eighth inning before you have a real no-hitter shot, so he kind of fell an inning short. Plus, he was push, pushing over 100 pitches through yeah. six, so I don't really have any problems with Council pulling Hauser. But just in general, the Craig Council and the Brewers have hit all the right notes, they're front office, yeah. coaching, the whole thing.
2: I tell you what it, it really I, I, this has been just a tremendous thing to watch I mean I, just when I mean, if the pieces come together like that and everybody has just put everything they got into it and especially with you know, Christian Yelich not having a, a solid year and a little bit banged up and things like this and you know and trying I mean how do you, you know, do you find an easy way to not have him in the lineup and I think this has been an opportunity for guys to show what they can do and and Telez, I think, is the way he's running. Rowdy is, uh, is shown to be a terrific uh, player in and, and first base. And so the way that they've got it set up to have Escobar come in for against left-handed pitchers uh, kind of went out the window with today because he hit the home run off of the left-handed pitcher. Now hopefully... Uh Boxberger and rest of them can pull it back but uh, and and not let it get slip away like it did the other night, but it's been just uh a delight to watch them because they're having a lot of fun uh Adamus is just terrific, Escobar uh, is great. And uh, Taylor has done a terrific job. Every, when everybody's given the opportunity, they perform. Garcia, uh, just the, everybody uh, has been a, uh, just a terrific contributor to this uh, effort. And to see them holding to that 7-8 uh, game lead has been terrific.
4: Yeah, 20 games over, 500 entering today's game, Pat. Uh, Jim was telling me before the show, you know, well, it isn't sustainable. They're not going to be able to keep all their arms. And he's right, but I'm just enjoying the moment, Pat. This I really never thought I'd see the day where the Brewers are, are in such a demanding lead in the NL Central at the beginning of August. I mean, this team has really been one of the better groups I remember witnessing in the last 10, 15 years.
2: Well, I hope it spreads because this is the way things are in the past. You remember when sure. the, the Bucks were good, and then the Braves and Brewers and the Badgers and the Packers and everybody else. So it kind of feeds off itself. So hopefully they can continue it through because that uh, you know everybody has high expectations for Wisconsin and uh, the Badgers, and and that's a possibility. Same thing as the way it works with the Packers, and so. It all kind of feeds off itself, but it, it's just fun to see baseball being played this way in terms of good pitching and and solid hitting. And and there's nothing that they I mean, the other night when they're down four nothing, come back with uh, five runs. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's just not something that they can't do, and and they don't uh, they don't uh, give anybody any quarter on that. They just go out and do their job.
1: And Pat, what about obviously the Brewers look like a favorite. Are right there to get to the World Series, Dodgers and the, the Giants, and some of those other teams made some moves that mainly the Dodgers have probably put themselves in front of the Brewers on paper. But you got the pitch and you got a shot. But what do you just think about the rich getting richer out there in LA?
2: I just can hardly believe it. I mean, I, where does they just It must be way over the uh, cap and whatever. I mean, you pick a, cup, a guy like Scherzer up, and uh, I mean, it just, they've got Garrett Cole. And the biggest thing people have got going against them, going for them, in terms of any fighting them, is for them getting the COVID, the, the, you know, the, 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 the COVID out there. He just cold got it the other day, but it just seems like he, it's, at some point they are going to run out of space in terms of the pitching staff, and I think that. But I think like the enthusiasm, the excitement for the uh, Brewers. Is uh, something that you just can't duplicate. And I don't care who the pitching is. I think they got guys now that, that really hit the ball well and see it. And uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, bet against them.
1: Well, Pat, as always, uh, we appreciate the time and insight. Thanks, Jim. This has been the Pat Richter Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man.
4: Nice
3: job today, Jim.